Welcome to the What Do You Do With Your 24 podcast from 24 Tire. I am Ty Rickster, and my guest today is Maddie Jenkins. Maddie is currently a middle school PE teacher, the Derby High School powerlifting coach, and is the middle is in the middle of coaching and training full-time starting this summer. Maddie attended Wichita State University, where she cheered and graduated with a bachelor's in exercise science and minor in psychology. She changed paths multiple times where she has dabbled in athletic training, sports psychology, and even teaching full-time for the past two years. Maddie was completely completing her last semester at WSU when COVID hit. This was also the same time her and her husband found out that they were expecting their first child. Maddie contributes her change in career to God's plan for her. She found herself beginning a degree, beginning a degree. She found herself beginning a degree in education, along with being blessed with a teaching position. She is now at Derby North middle school. This is what opened the door to starting up the Derby high school powerlifting team. Maddie first started competing in powerlifting in 2018 when she was 19 years old. She spent her last few years in high school lifting with offensive linemen, which is where she was introduced to Westside Barbell, the OG of powerlifting. From from there, her passion grew. Maddie has battled body image, mental health, and the pressure has that has been put on females. Her goal is to be an advocate for younger athletes. I've been around too many young athletes that are filled with self-doubt and minimal confidence. One of my goals is to help guide them and show them that they are capable and that they have a purpose. Maddie also recently received the Trina Bauer Inspirational Award through the Derby Rec Center. Thanks to her athletes for nominating her. It was when this... It was when this award was presented that Maddie realized what her purpose was. It's not only to be an advocate for young athletes, but to help inspire anyone. That they are capable of doing more than what they think. Maddie's main priority in life, besides her athletes, is her family. She knows that she would not be where she is today without the love and support she is she has in her family, especially her husband and son. Welcome to the podcast, Maddie. That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> you said Radabio, and I said, okay. Yeah. You just went for it. I love it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Excited super, to be here. Super happy to have you here. How's life? How's life going? Oh, insane. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> all good things, though, all yeah. good things. All right. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, take me back a little bit in your bio um, to kind of the start of your powerlifting oh, and Lord. the change that happened whenever you first started, like getting into powerlifting, kind of making that transition over from cheerleading. Oh, from cheer, oh, over from yep. cheerleading. Um, so basically, I've been a cheerleader, competitive cheerleader since I was in sixth grade, and I did all the sports under the moon. I was a big softball player th- throughout my entire life. Started cheering, and my junior of high school is when I had uh, tore my ACL and my meniscus. I've had three invasive knee surgeries since then. I do not have a medial meniscus. They had to completely take that out because I have completely destroyed my knee. Um, but recovery from that is kind of what led me into powerlifting because at the time I was trying to find something. I was trying to find an outlet. Like at that time I was in high school. That's a rough age for any kid. Um, and so cheer was my outlet. That was me. That was my identity. And I, when that, I wasn't able to do it because of my knee surgeries. I had to find something else to put my, um, self into and lifting kind of came into that. I lifted with my dad and I was in on my crutches going to the DRC doing upper <laughs> body and, um, started lifting with the O-lineman and that kind of introduced me to powerlifting. And I started becoming obsessed with getting strong and, um, Once I recovered with my knee surgery, I went back to competitive cheerleading, continuing to lift, but obviously lifting took the back seat and, um, started competitive cheerleading again and ended up getting a scholarship through WSU, cheered at WSU, but then, uh, 
my first year cheering is when they put me in the position as a flyer. So I was obsessed with losing weight because as a flyer, the stigma and the label is you have to be as small as possible. So I was so obsessed with getting as small as possible and it just diminished my mental health. It was not good for me overall. I started focusing so much on what I saw in the mirror, what was on the scale. And I, I can't really pinpoint how I started getting into lifting again, but it, it found me again. And I slowly started to realize, you know, I was, I was happier when I was focusing more on my strength gaining rather than the weight on the scale. And so that's kind of, and from there, I, my mind just switched and second year cheering at WSU, um, I started putting on weight cause obviously I was putting on muscle and I, I started saying, you know what? Um, I think I have a longer road powerlifting than I do cheering. So after my second year, I decided to put cheerleading aside. I still respect the sport. I love cheer. I, it's maybe the person I am today. Um, but in longevity wise, powerlifting has my full heart. Awesome. That's, it's very interesting to kind of hear your story, like, especially whenever I first heard it, um, kind of making that transition over from cheerleading, uh, to powerlifting and like, obviously muscle weighs more. So yeah. like you're, it's just naturally going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of people struggle with that, like with what's on the scale, but also with like how much they can lift and stuff. And so I know you're a huge, huge advocate, especially for your high school students about that. So how does that go, uh, kind of in the classrooms now? Oh boy. <laughs> um, the biggest thing I'm seeing is social media and it's, I'm going to be completely honest. I fall into that it's hard not to, if you sit here and you tell me you do not fall into that social media dark hole or whatever, you're lying to yourself. Like everybody does it. Mm -hmm. And, but I think it's the the fact that you need to own up to it and try to do better. Uh, I'm going to use my friend, Stephanie Carter. She, she had a, a post about a week ago and she started talking about how we are normalizing weaknesses and we're making them excuses. We're saying, well, I'm acting this way because this is a flaw of mine and that's okay. No, it's not okay. We need to do better about it. So own up to that flaw, but then take action to do better about it. And I think that's kind of not just high schoolers, but anybody in the fitness industry, we're so hyper-focused on our body image and how we look rather than the inside out. And I think that's a huge thing strength-wise because it's amazing. You could see some of these really strong lifters and you wouldn't think they are as strong as they are because of the way they look, but they're freaking strong. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's phenomenal. I could care less what they look like. They're lifting a whole bunch of freaking weight. That's awesome. So that's, it's hard. Um, and then the other thing we're running into with these athletes is they want to get strong overnight. They want to get oh, strong yeah. within the week. <laughs> they want to get strong by their next meet. Guess what? That's not how this sport works. Yep. And so it's a constant fight. Uh, not, I just shouldn't use the term fight. It's, it's, we're learning, we're growing. And you know, some days are easier than others. I, I, yesterday I had an awful body image day, absolutely awful. And I, it, to the point where like, I had to like step out of the weight room and collect myself because it, it was just getting to me. I'm having other situations going on as well. But I was like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't, what, what would you tell your, your kids? What would you tell mm -hmm. your athletes? And that kind of made me realize, and I was like, okay, F it, whatever. I went back into the weight room, like, I look pudgy today and I don't care. Watch me bench <laughs> this much weight. Like, you know what? It's yeah. just, but we fall into those loopholes and that's, it's okay. But we also need to take a step back and, and okay, what can we do to be better about it? Yeah. 
And so. I feel like that's only like a you versus you thing too. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone else is like, oh, I don't know, Maddie's looking a little pudgy today. If like I don't think nobody's doing that. No. But there's also a thousand mirrors everywhere, so you're just looking at yourself constantly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, that and you, you, you get on Instagram, and the first thing you see is like a, a IFB Pro bodybuilder. Yeah. And that's what those kids look to, which is phenomenal because those mm-hmm. are great athletes, and they should have that role model. But they don't see how long they have been training. They don't see the the ins and outs that they are putting themselves through to get to that level. Mm-hmm. And half of those IFB professionals, those pros didn't do it in a year. They didn't do it in two years. It's yeah. been extensive amount of time and training. And I'm like, guys, oh my God, you are, yeah. you are not gonna, I think it's phenomenal. Have that goal, mm-hmm. set that goal. That doesn't mean you're gonna reach it in a month. You're yeah. not going to, like, it's just. Unless you just have some crazy genetics or something. Hell, <laughs> yeah. But also I feel like, especially with social media and Instagram and stuff, like. I feel like a lot of people also just post when they're on their cut or like pre-show yep. ready. Like they're just like almost there. And so then that's the photos you only see is yeah. like right when they're almost about to get back on stage. It's like you're not even seeing the in-between yep. of like what they actually look like. Because yep. they're just like normal people most of the time. Exactly. I mean, they're still like athletic build and everything, yeah. but they're not like 12 packs no. walking around yeah. every day. Yeah. So. And, and a lot of people don't realize that when they're at their leanest and, you know, near dehydration, they're not able to do that for a long period of time. Yeah, exactly. Like that's happening for a day, maybe a few days, and mm-hmm. then they're back to where they are. But no, you're hundred percent correct. And I think, and again, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I, I'm going to post if I feel like I look good mm-hmm. as you should. If you yep. look, you're, you're not always going to have those good days. And sometimes when you have those bad days, it's nice to look back at those days and remind yourself, okay, this bad day isn't going to last forever, you know, and, and it help you remind you that you're going to move past it. So I'm a full believer in, yeah, freaking, if you feel good, you look good, post yourself. I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. Have that confidence. But on those bad days, do not beat yourself up about it because that's that's bo- your body. Like it's natural yeah. human body. It's just who you are. <laughs> it's just who you are. Like it's just. And if you want to change it, you can, but it's yes. going to take a while. Yeah, ex- uh, that's the other thing. Work <laughs> ethic. Oh my yeah. Lord. I saw a post the other day that said, um, you're not going to be able to lose that 10 to 20 pounds of weight that you want to put off overnight because it took years to get it on. Exactly. And I feel like too many people like, I mean, I was guilty of this. It's like I put it on over you know, five, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to lose it. And it was like, why isn't this coming off super fast? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give me some fat burners or something. That's, that's, that's all I need to do. Right. I saw (laughs) some, one of my Facebook friends posted, what are, what are some weight loss supplements that you can recommend? I'm taking X, Y, and Z. It's not seeming to do the trick. And I wanted to be like, Oh, there's no such thing as a quick fix. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Those I don't know those pills that are out there that telling you that you're going to lose 10 pounds in a week, which regardless, you could because um, Jordan and I actually have started focusing more on our nutrition with Macy. And mm-hmm. she straight up told us, you'll probably lose quite a few pounds in the first week, but that's bloat. That's because everything we were eating was causing inflammation. It was causing mm. bloat. So what is weight? What is your body weight? What does that consist of? And people yeah. don't understand that. They think body weight, they think fat. No, the reason you're weighing that way is a lot of it's water. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're intaking a lot of salt, your body's gonna hold a crap ton of water, which is what your weight's gonna be. If you're eating like crap, that's inflammation. It's gonna hold on to all that processed stuff and it's gonna cause you to hold weight more. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're high in body fat. And I yeah. think we get that mixed up too. So mm-hmm. that the weight that you, the weight you want to lose 
first it's going to come with, you got to get rid of that inflammation. You got to get rid of that bloating. And then you can start focusing on uh, decreasing that body fat. But again, that's going to come with time too. Yep, absolutely. And I kind of, I wanted to get back on the social media thing. Cause I, <laughs> I read this thing um, or I saw this thing where like, when you walk in the gym and like you see other people lifting or anything, you're just kind of around people that are like in your general area that are, that can, I don't know how to put this, but like can lift kind of how you lift. And yeah. everyone's kind of similar in this, in the sense of like a lot of the times, especially like for the DRC, for example, mm-hmm. is like, I just don't see anyone in there benching like over 500 pounds on a regular basis yeah. every single time I walk in there. Right. But if I put, if I get on Instagram yep. and I scroll, my feed can just be, everyone is in the yeah. high 400s, 500 pounds, just like lifting and going crazy. And I read a stat that's like the amount of males that can bench over 225 is like 5% of yeah. the male population or something. And it's like, a lot of people are like, that's not like, that's like the beginning stages of whatever, or whatever they say. It's like not impressive, but yeah. it's like, if you think about the, like the population as a whole, yeah, especially even in your own local gym, if you go walk around, there's probably not a lot of guys that can do it. No. And it's like, but we get so focused on yep. like Instagram and it's like, I get it. But those people are also just posting, like they're also the 1%. Yeah. Is what I would like. That would be my yeah. argument. It's like you're just looking at people that are the 1% of whatever they're doing. Yeah. But you're also only seeing, and this is me like getting into my marketing and like my <laughs> social media stuff is like, you're also only seeing that one percent of Instagram accounts that are making it to the explore feed or making yeah. it out there yeah. to be able to be seen because it's impressive. And yeah. so people, it's like Instagram's like, people like this. I'm going to post it. But if you actually look, there's probably millions of accounts of guys doing 185 or something, I don't know, just mm-hmm. for example, and then you're just not seeing it. Yeah, because so. <laughs> who who wants to get on social media and watch, you know, someone just bench 135? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do what they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do it for support. I mean, I'm by all means, if that's a PR for you, that's freaking awesome. I'm going to like that, support that. You go, that's that's a goal that you've hit, mm-hmm. but you're 100% correct. We we see the pros, we see the big guys, we see the, it, it it's all a masking game, I yeah. It's yeah. such a social media is such a pain in the butt. <laughs> What's why reality TV is so popular? <gasps> oh God, I love reality TV. <laughs> it's such a I, I get I love it so much. It's so yeah. it's so weird. I actually told one of my athletes, I was like, my my guilty pleasure is The Bachelor and the Bachelorette. And they're like, yeah. You? I said, Yeah. <laughs> and they go, Why? I said, Because I can literally turn my brain off and it, like get absorbed into their lives. And it's so stupid. And mm-hmm. non-realistic, and it's just a. I I don't ever turn my brain off, but when I'm able to watch reality TV, I'm like, oh, this shit's so good. Like, I turn my brain off. Just it's awesome. Yep. But no, you're right. That's just how, exist for that's, now. Exactly. That's why reality TV is well because these girls. I mean, don't mean to bring up The Bachelor, but there's these 20 to 25. I'm 25 years old, and I look like I'm 16, and they're on the screen, and I'm like, they're 25. They're the same age as me. There's no way. But that's like you said that's the one percent that's the difference Mm -hmm. there they got makeup on makeup they've got other things helping them out but it's yeah they'd float that's all (laughs) you yeah (laughs) i get it but let's dive into it let's just change this podcast to be talking about the bachelor okay we want to get bachelor for the next hour (laughs) start talking about zach season all right here actually happy he chose katie i have a ton of questions do you no Get Alicia down here. Yeah. Replace. Okay. Ty is no longer with us. It's yeah. now Alicia this is and Maddie. Be the gals. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. That's hilarious. I love it so much. <laughs> oh man. So, um, what's kind of 
what's on the uh, horizon for you? Oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with such like, oh my God. No, mm-hmm. it's all, it's so exciting. I'm like, I'm trying to be realistic and not get my hopes up, obviously, as anybody else trying to make a career change and start something new. But in the same breath, like when I realized that the dream I thought I would never be able to pursue came back up and it, it I got filled with this like warmth. I'm going to start crying. Like it, it's, it's amazing. Cause when I had Mav, I was fully expecting nothing against teaching. I absolutely love teaching. I love being with the kids. I love forming those relationships. They need good mentors. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the main reasons why I began teaching. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm a good mentor. I have so much learning to do, but like I, I'm, I also pride myself where I'm going to, I'm going to talk to them. I'm not going to talk at them. I'm not going to sit there and be, you know, wagging the finger. I'm going to talk to them, talk through their problems with them. They don't have a whole lot of people that they can do that with. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of why I fell into teaching. And so when I had Mav, um, I was not expecting to be able to get, get this opportunity back to start my dream. And, uh, lo and behold, it, it, uh, presented itself and it's uh, just amazing to think about. I'm actually, I, I resigned from teaching. I haven't really gotten to, I got to say that out loud once, I think on my Instagram story, but I haven't really <laughs> presented it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, going full time, personal training and coaching. I'm still going to coach the powerlifting team. That was my one non-negotiable. I was like, I, I, I'm not going to quit unless if it, if I'm not going to be able to coach after that, but mm. we were able to figure out I could still continue to coach the high school powerlifting team. So nice. resigned going full time with coaching and training and starting up the small business, starting up the brand and going to go full force from there. I like it. So does that start this summer? Yeah, it starts this summer. What's the plan? What's it look like? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the summertime is my busiest time just because everybody's out of school. My main um, clientele base is kids. Mm -hmm. So when they're out of school, I see them twice as more as what I see them during school, their parents included. Cause a lot of them, I I can start to get the parents to get involved too. And like, Hey, why don't you, I got a boot camp early in the morning before you go to work, come put yourself first. That's what put yourself first. And not a lot of them do that. And so summer will be busy. I'm going to be offering a lot more in-person training online, um, nutrition, you know, power, I'll, I'll take powerlifting athletes on as well. I do powerlifting programming as well, coaching as well. Um, but then once school starts back up again, majority of it will be online. I will be still doing some in person just because I'm, I'm a hands-on coach. Mm -hmm. I, I like to see you. I like to work with you. I like to talk to you and you can't, you only do so much of that over text, over yeah. FaceTime, over, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to videos here and there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. forming those relationships too, with those athletes, the more I can figure out the way they think in the way they respond to certain stimuli, it's going to be better for me as a coach. And then I'm going to Intel be able to transfer that and program better for them as yeah. an athlete. So that makes sense. yeah, uh, I'm also becoming a meet, uh, referee and meet director through USPA, which is one of nice. the powerlifting federations. We're, actually hosting the first USPA high school only powerlifting meet in August. Thank you to Joe Walden. He's <laughs> going to be helping us out with that. It's going to yeah. be, I'm very excited Where's for that. Gonna that. Be? It's going to be at Derby high school. Oh, okay. Very cool. It's, it's, it's for any high school power lifter. Um, we're lowering the registration fee just so that they can uh, compete mm-hmm. and not focus so much on the money, the finances behind it. We're reaching out to college coaches, yep. making them aware of it because the sport is growing 
And yeah. I didn't realize how fast it would be growing once we started up this team, but it's growing mm-hmm. and it's really freaking cool. It is cool. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. So back to your uh, personal training that you're going to be doing. Um, so you're going to be doing boot camps. You're going to have one-on-one training, mm-hmm. one-on-one training for like anybody or just like powerlifting? Oh, both. Okay. So both of both. that. Yep. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so I know I've had several reach out that are like, I'm not real comfortable with the boot camp setting, mm-hmm. which I completely understand. That's fine. One, it's going to be a little bit more expensive if you're just working with me one-on-one. Yeah, absolutely. Two, we're going to work towards building that confidence that you think you lack so that you can start to work out in front of other people mm-hmm. because it, it devastates me that that is what is preventing people for going and putting the, their health first is they're mm-hmm. embarrassed. And that, again, we can go back to social media. And people are mean. Holy crap. Yeah. People are freaking mean. Can yeah, we just would... stay in your lane, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep your opinion to yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it doesn't let, let's be proud. Let's support these people that are trying to turn their lives around and put yep. their health first instead of sitting there bashing them with the way they look. That you're making yourself look worse. I hate mm-hmm. it. Yep. But yes, that's I'm gonna and online, doing all online as well. I have a lot of goals that I've set. Um for the end of the year that I'd like to reach and add on to everything, but we're starting baseline just because I get overwhelmed very easily that. Mm-hmm. And for some reason in the back of my head, I'm nervous. I'm going to fail. So <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to set the bar, not low, but like realistic to a realistic height yeah. for myself. Does failure scare you? I'm going to, mm, I wouldn't say it scares me because I, so I don't want to bring like religion into this, mm-hmm. but I've uh, basically have poured my heart and my trust in my patients all into God. And that has allowed me to breathe mm-hmm. and not have so much weight on my shoulders that I used to. And it's because it's, I have no control over what my path is to take. I can take the steps and do what I need to do and, and what I can control, but in the end, it's up to him. So I wouldn't say it scares me. Um, if I do fail, then that means it wasn't meant for me. It's not my time. But what does failure even look like? <clears throat> it's different for everybody. Is it measurable? Yeah. I don't think it's measurable. Mm-hmm. Everybody sets their own goals. And I think when in their head, when they don't achieve their goals in their head, they're failing. Yeah. But are you really failing or are you growing? Yeah. Who came up with the term failure? Like, let's go research that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. measure failure because mm-hmm. everybody's way of thinking of how they fail is different yep. across the board. For me, um, failing as a mom is going to be different to me than maybe another mom or failing as a coach mm-hmm. is going to be for some coaches failing as a coach is if their athlete does not um, place at a meet, they failed mm-hmm. as a coach. To me, if I see my athlete's confidence start to decrease in my head, then I failed as a coach Mm -hmm. because I could care. uh, I shouldn't say that. I care about, you know, the weight that's on the bar, but I care more about their mental strength and their mental game and their confidence and the way, the way they move the bar fluently than how much weight they're moving. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's thought processes are different. So what is failure really? It's not, yeah. not measurable. Well, I think it's, I think it's just funny talking to a lot of small business owners and stuff is cause like whenever they talk about failure and I think it's like important to know, like, what does that actually look like to you? But also I just don't think you're ever going to hit it. Like, I don't think you're ever going to know. Like if you failed, yeah. it'll be one of those things where like probably at the end of the day, it actually looks like, oh, I'm just, 
like I don't have enough clients to sustain to keep doing this is probably what it actually looks yeah. like. But even then, like, I don't think it'll ever be a moment of like, this was I successful failed. or this yeah. was failure. It's just going to be like this. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. But people think like, and I had to, I had to learn this the hard way getting into like small business owning and stuff is like at certain points you're going to be on that hockey stick growth starting okay. out. It's probably going to be hockey stick and then it's going to drop. Oh yeah. And a lot of people think that at first drop is failure. Yeah. And then they're just like, I'm done. And it's like, if that's going to be it and then don't even get started because it's going to be like this yep. forever. It's never going to stop. And I think like being able to like go into it, understanding that and like, I was just curious how you think about it is because my ego and like everything when I first got into like small business owning was like whenever I was going down to be like, oh, this is just like, this is me. It's not working. Mm -hmm. And then I'm starting to realize like this is just part of the process. Yeah. This is just what everyone else is going through as well. Yeah. Especially being a part of like doing this podcast now and talking to people. I'm like, this is normal. Yep. And also nobody has it figured out. No. And that's a re reoccurring theme I um, keep bringing up. We're all treading water. <laughs> yeah. We're all Everybody. just we're all just trying to keep our head above water. And mm -hmm. when you okay, so bringing up failure, I'm a people pleaser. Like I'm a type one people pleaser. Literally, like I'm working on it. And I, for <laughs> me, I would say I would label me failing is if I just disappoint the people that I love. Now, in my head, I may feel that I disappointed them, but to them. I didn't disappoint them. But for me, that's a, that's a yeah. me, that's a self-inflicted emotion that I'm adding onto myself. Mm -hmm. So, cause like, I'm going to bring my husband into this. Like, he's like, you know, this is going to go far. It's going to be awesome. Which is awesome. I need, I need yeah. that support. I need that reminder because I'm so self-critical, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm so nervous to disappoint my family and I have to go and be like, it's not going good. Mm -hmm. But like you just said, it's part of the process. Yeah. And that's why I think it's, critical that you have a good support system yeah that absolutely is along for the ride because if you have someone that is not along for the ride ooh, that's going to add more onto you and it's it well, we can open that can of worms yep. but we don't need to open up that <laughs> yeah. can of worms but yes i think it's uber critical is that uber even a word to make sure your support system supports you and is along for that ride yep. because like you said, no one has it figured out. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to have those conversations. Yeah. It's going to happen. Oh, I know. And it just depends on when or why. Yep. And I hope it doesn't. And I hope it like it never happens, but there's just going to be stuff that oh, happens and you're going to be like, oh, this is, this didn't go exactly how I wanted it to, or this didn't go exactly how I wanted it to. We've and already had to have so. those conversations. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. kidding. When, so COVID hit, let's, let's backtrack a little bit and I'm going to be straight up. My goal so I was in my senior year of at WSU. Uh, I changed, this is my third time changing my major. I was ending with exercise science major. Before COVID hit, my sole goal and my plan was to open up our own gym. That was what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. COVID hit, shit hit the fan. I was like, what the hell do I do from here? And it, it and well, <laughs> this is funny. So COVID hit, we ended up having to go online for classes the day of my last finals when I found out I was pregnant. So COVID hit, didn't know what I was going to do. I was trying to do online training. Okay. Day of my last final found out I was pregnant. You add mm. a baby into that mix. Yep. My mind was like, I, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to do stability. this. Yes. I didn't have a job at that time. Didn't mm -hmm. have a job. I was trying to personal train, but for me, I wasn't asking for money because COVID hit. And I was like, I just want to help people. Don't give me your money. Cause mm -hmm. we're all financially stressing right now. Yeah. So I didn't have a job, found out I was pregnant and George, we, we, we had to have that conversation. I was like, what do I do? Where do I go? So that's kind of when, uh, subbing, I was like, well, I love, I just want to be around kids. I just want to be around them. And so I got my sub license and I was subbing remotely, which 
let me tell you that that's interesting <laughs> not just teaching remotely but subbing remotely that because wild Oh my God. You subs already don't really get the respect that they oh, deserve. Yeah. I was in school once. <laughs> well, then let's put the, and I was the class clown. Let's so put the teacher you've never met behind a screen mm -hmm. to where you can just be like, yeah, click, mute, not listening to her. Mm -hmm. That's literally what it was. And then we were able to go back into school, and that's kind of how I fell into teaching. But no, Jordan and I had, we, I went, I don't know how many months where I wasn't getting any, I wasn't making any income. Mm -hmm. And that was because of COVID and I was pregnant. And then once we got back in the classroom, I was entering my, I was in the middle of my second trimester going back into the classroom. And so, and then my third trimester, I was put on bed rest because of crap that was going on. So I, yeah, we've had to have those conversations <laughs> already. I'm, I'm confident it's, we're going to be fine, but yeah. And Jordan and I have even talked about like our relationship and the way we communicate has completely changed since when we first got together in a good way, like an amazing yeah. way. Um, and it's crazy to think about, but it, that's that's crucial mm -hmm. in a relationship. Maybe we're having a relationship podcast now. Oh, yeah. We're changing up a little bit. <laughs> that's what this podcast is. It's everything. <laughs> Every avenue. Hey, you know me. I'll sit here. I'll talk all day long. You give me a subject and I could go hours on that. Yeah. But yes, I. It's we've had those conversations. There's going to be more to come. I'm fully prepared for it. I know he's fully prepared for it. But I, I think we both put our heads together and we're like, we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. Like he's been coming to all my business meetings when I'm, when I'm meeting with the accountant, meeting with our software guy. Like it's, he's there. Nice. Even though he's like, no, this is all her. I'm like, He's yeah. no, he's involved in this, mm -hmm. that we're doing this together. So yeah, that's great. That's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was doing that. Um, I'm proud of, proud of him. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too. He, and he won't admit it, but I know he's, he's enjoying it a mm -hmm. lot. And in the back of his head, he, he'll probably deny this, but I, I think in the future, hopefully he wants to jump on board as well yeah. and do that. But right now he has such, we have such a good layout for the reason I'm able to do this. Let's mm -hmm. talk about insurance for a second. What the crap is that? Yeah. Why? Scam. It is a scam. <laughs> Why? Oh, Lord. The only reason, not the only reason, I shouldn't say that, backtrack, not the only reason, but a good chunk reason why I'm able to do this is because he has such good insurance. Mm -hmm. It's so sad to say. I mean, don't get me on that tangent because <laughs> I am a huge believer in like, because like a lot of what this podcast is about is like bringing people on and talking about like not being doing the nine to five, like mm -hmm. making your own life and stuff. But if you think about it, our entire society and economy basically here is set up on people doing the rat race, doing the nine to five, getting a good paying job or you go to college and you get a good, good paying job. You do your nine to five, you yeah. work for two days off a week um, and then you get insurance and it's like, that's like the most important thing Woo. is just being able to get that insurance <laughs> yeah. and like a, maybe a 401k or some yeah. sort of like small buy-in that the company might be, you know, putting their 20% into yeah. for you as like a, Hey, there you go, buddy. But we yeah. still have our millions over here. Exactly. Yeah. Like everyone is just building millionaires for them Yeah. in an effort to just be able to like live, make it by. Yeah. And live. it's, it's yeah. so frustrating. Oh, yeah. Like being able to like, I'm like, we don't have to do this. It doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's extremely hard if you don't want to, like if you don't want to and you want to become an entrepreneur and do it yourself, yeah. it's extremely difficult. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not easy. No. And that's why not everyone does it because it's so hard. It's yeah. like, well, I'm just going to go over here and do this thing. Yeah. And I fell, fell into it as well, like right around COVID time as yeah. well. But I mean, I still enjoyed 
whenever I had like a normal life, yeah. like a normal job, yeah. because it's like my brain was able to shut off. Exactly. Like whenever I was done with my day, it was like it was done. Yes. And I didn't have to worry about it. Yes. And now it's just... No, all over the free. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important for entrepreneurs. That's that's where I come in. That's so it's it's so you need to put time aside for you. And I've I've talked about this so much. You cannot fill other cups when your cup is empty. Mm-hmm. You can't. And you can sit here and be like, I can burn myself to the ground and I'll still be fine. No. Yep. You you need that time. I don't care who you are. You do. You mm-hmm. need that time. And it's not selfish. But when you go and talk about the nine to five, I'm setting up my schedule for the summer. And I'm like, I have a good chunk in the middle of the day where I wouldn't call it free time. because I'm going to fill it with other things that I could mm-hmm. do to build the business. But I automatically was like, I had to have something to do every hour. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm still not going to come to terms with that, I think, until, you know, we start growing a little bit. But like we're so like ingrained to do the nine to five. If you don't do that nine to five, then are you really succeeding? Yep. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, crazy to think about. Yeah. Now you're going to be doing the 24 seven. Uh huh. So. <laughs> I already do the 24 seven. You add a kid into the mix and I don't ever rest. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> nope. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, we talked about the powerlifting team that's in the high school and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's super incredible because I don't want to say like, I don't know how to put this, but like, not that you're following a trend, but yeah. like gym culture is an increasingly yes. large thing on social media. Yes. A lot of people are seeing it and like what you said, like the whole body image thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like being able to have an outlet to go train and be able to have a chance to, I don't know, I don't want to say have a chance to look like someone like that, but like to have a chance to um, go down that path yeah. early on, Yeah, I feel like is incredible. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about like whenever I was in high school and stuff and like I never really, I did weights a couple of times with like strength training yeah. in the summers and it was like you just went and benched or whatever. But <laughs> Threw it's not, a barbell around. Yeah, exactly. But it, <laughs> But it's not like there was like it's not like I was seeing people on Instagram and, yeah. and Facebook lifting and being like, Oh, I want to be like C bum or I want to, yeah. you know, I want to be lifting and stuff. Obviously there was bodybuilders and stuff and powerlifting, but it was not, it, I don't think it was easily as accessible. No. So it wasn't in my brain. Yes. And so now I think it's super cool that like you have these kids who are seeing the gym culture yeah. and then being able to be like, Oh, I get to go train, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to go do that. Is that part of anything? Or is that just like, is that like part of the plan or is it just like, um, it just kind of happened? I think everything came to terms when COVID happened, to be honest, because nobody had anything to do. So you mm. ask anybody and ma- majority of the people when COVID happened, they went and found weights and did stuff at home because they couldn't do anything else. Um, How did they afford the weights? I mean, you, you <laughs> buy cheap 25, 20, Not 25. during COVID. That stuff was like gold. Really? Everyone was getting, you don't remember that? Like during the home I gym? already had weights, so yeah, I didn't, exactly. I don't know. You didn't experience it. <laughs> no, I didn't experience it. Well, the rest it. of us. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, from, yeah, I think that's, it's, it. yes. Um, my favorite thing about it is you, you talked about the outlet and I talked about it's their outlet, but we are getting kids from all different cultures, all different avenues, all different um, hobbies, all different, it, it, it amazes me because we've got kids that are not in sports. We've got uh, kids that are on the band team or the band crew or um, Stuco, uh, football, baseball, basketball. We've got soccer players. We've got 
kids that aren't in anything, they don't have anything and they come to powerlifting. Where in this day and age do you find a mixture at a high school level like that? Yep. You don't because mm-hmm. it's not normal. We yeah. have these cliques. We have these stigmas. We have these stereotypes. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. And that is my favorite part about it is because they're all coming together, supporting each other. It's every, they all have that similar outlet and they can on, all bond over it. And then they start to see each other in different lights. Mm-hmm. And it, in a weird way, kind of humbles them and puts them in a different perspective because I could go over and, and talk to this kid. And my first question, I'm not going to ask them, what do you do? What's your hobby? Do you, do you play sports? Yeah. That's not gonna be my first question. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to bond. We're going to lift for a few days. We're going to, you know, weeks will go by and then you'll realize, Oh, this kid's on the band team. Mm-hmm. Never would have guessed that because we have these labels, we have these stereotypes and I yeah. think it's absolutely phenomenal. And then you go on social media and then they start to fall on those yep. stigmas <laughs> and those labels. But that's my favorite thing about it. I think it's that, that yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing. It's awesome. I mean, because I was even talking to my cousin. So he's he's down in Oklahoma and he's what he graduated high school two or three years ago. But he would come up and we would talk and stuff and he'd be like, yeah, I lift and I'm playing football and doing all this stuff. But like he also was like trying to get into like more than just like lifting for football. Like he wanted to become like strong and mm-hmm. powerlifting and like, you know, he wanted to be able to bench 225 and all that yeah. stuff or whatever. And I was like, I always told him, I'm like, I wish I would have had that in high school. Yeah. One, I wish I would have been able to have an outlet to be like, oh, this is something I can do. It's achievable for me to go on this team and learn how to lift. But also, like, I didn't really take health and fitness or anything really seriously Mm -hmm. until, like, well, I did it through high school. But when I graduated high school, I weighed, like, 190 pounds. So I was, like, pretty small. And I'm, like, the same height. But I was pretty – I was – but looking back, in high school, I thought I was, like, a big fat dude. Yeah. And then I think back, and I'm like, I was 190 pounds in high school. What was I thinking? But it's the whole, like – stigma and thing well then in like 2018 i almost went three i was close to 300 pounds so yeah. 100 pounds gained over i graduated in 2013 so um and then i started taking it seriously yeah wrongly like i was doing stupid stuff and i didn't care about <laughs> lifting weights or anything and i couldn't i weighed almost 300 pounds and i could like do the bar yeah and then maybe like a 25 like 25 plates on each side yeah and like that's what like was like making me feel like hard yeah and i'm like i'm a big dude and if you're like thinking like someone that weighs like that in the powerlifting world, yeah. you should be benching like 600 pounds. Yeah. And so I started to realize like, I can't imagine what would, what I, my health and fitness would look like right now if I'm 27, yep. 10 years ago when I graduated. I did, ha- I just had my 10 year reunion actually. Oh gosh. Yeah, I'm old. How'd that go? I didn't go. Oh. Oh, you want to know why I didn't go? Oh no. Uh, I'm just going to say spaghetti warehouse. It was that night. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, for those of you that aren't aware, we had a fun time at Spaghetti Warehouse. Yeah, It's good food. Sponsored by Spaghetti Warehouse. It's sponsored by Spaghetti <laughs> No, you Sorry. are 100% correct because I think that's why like female lifters have my heart, like the young female ath- mm-hmm. athletes, because when I was in high school, it I, when I would tell people that I was lifting with O-linemen, the reactions I would get what why (laughs) like it wasn't common for Mm -hmm. females not just to lift but to put their health first like that wasn't common we were supposed to be seen as petite and small and fragile Mm -hmm. no i don't want to be freaking fragile i want to be dense as a brick (laughs) okay i want to scare the crap out of you i am not gonna float no i'm gonna sink (laughs) i'm well yeah i was a lifeguard in high school and my manager would make fun of me because we'd have to tread water with our hands in our armpits and i did not float 
I sink. Mm. And so my manager would be like, don't be like Maddie. And I had thick, th- I mean, oh, I have thick thighs now, but like I was a brick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this sucks. And I'm like bobbing. <laughs> my head's going up and down in the water. I'm like, this is not fun. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, I, th- it's incredible to see these females change, change the label, change, yeah change the, the sentence, the written, what's written out for us and, and prove to everybody that we are not these fragile human beings. Like mm-hmm. we're monsters. Yep. Yeah. And I love it. Especially like, I mean, not to cut you off, but like, no. especially with like Alicia, because yeah. that's how she, like when we first started, we really started lifting and like, I don't want to say lifting, like getting into working out at the same time, like in 2018, we did it off and on, but like it was never this serious. Mm-hmm. And like, she was the same way. I still remember to this day, like whenever she first started, like wanting to lift and she made that comment that everyone makes is like i don't want to get bulky and like and i do like, do what i said i do yeah exactly well now she does yeah. <laughs> now now it's like she does want yeah to. but when she first started she had the same thing like what everyone says yeah and then it's like funny because now she's like well first off it's not as easy as you think <laughs> try picking me up <laughs> yeah try picking me up <laughs> yeah well you're gonna have to eat a lot for 10 years and lift a lot of yeah. weight and then you'll get bulky yes so <laughs> exactly exactly well and i also think the trends were different back then too compared to what they are now like you said you we didn't see bodybuilders or powerlifters on social media like Mm -hmm. i had to go and google search west side barbell and figure out who ed cohen was when back then like we didn't see it it wasn't out in front of our faces and now it is it's become more normalized yeah obviously and and not only has become more normalized not to keep bringing up body image but now that we're seeing everything on on social media now it's all become turned towards what we look like Yep. which is devastating. I mean, it, bodybuilders have my full respect. Like they go through the ins and outs. Like it's incredible to see what they do. Mm-hmm. But I hate that these young athletes look at to those and then they start tearing themselves down because they don't look like those pro bodybuilders or those yeah. pro bikini. You, it, it, it sucks that mm-hmm. that is how it transitions to. Yeah. But I think that's why I have so much respect for those athletes that don't just show when they look their best and mm-hmm. when they are reaching those PRs, but they show the ins and outs. They show everything. Yeah. And because those kids need to see that. They need to see mm-hmm. the real life stuff. And yeah. I think I think the discipline that both teaches is like super important. Oh, yeah. But I also agree is like, I feel like, especially seeing some bodybuilders, like if you like see them in the mirror looking at themselves, they're like flexing and like, looking at that one weird like part of their try it's like not it's not a perfect horseshoe yeah. and like ah and it's like all right first of all like relax just a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna get there <laughs> Tone it back. but yeah. <laughs> yeah but like i think it's still cool like um like discipline so what do you think is more important discipline or motivation <laughs> discipline discipline why is that a funny question well because that's become such a topic now on social media i don't know why i'm laughing about it it's true <laughs> i I don't know. I'm like, just go. Why are we sitting here talking about this? I know that's important, but it's like, okay. So for me, it's setting your priorities. And I I did a reel over this. If you are saying, yeah, my health is a priority, but you're not making time for your health. then is it really a priority? Yeah. Let's be real about it. I mean, stop making excuses. Stop sugarcoating things. Be upfront and honest with yourself. Make the change. Do better. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's that easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy, but we, we are this. If you actually want it, then you'll get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're making excuses. Mm-hmm. We're ma- and we can go on that topic too, not just about fitness, but we're making too many excuses. We're, we're trying to beat around the bush. 
just put the work in, yep. have patience, do it consistently, consistently. But there's a fine line too, because you also need to listen to your body. And I think that's another thing that's incredible about sports and fitness is because it teaches you to learn your body and, and not just in a way of like how much you can lift, but like, when is, when are you getting to the point of pure exhaustion to where if you do go to the gym, you're going to put yourself backwards rather than moving forwards. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of things I'm trying to teach these athletes is because they, some of them want to push day in and day out. And I'm like, okay, are we really progressing when we're mm -hmm. doing this? When you're going and lifting for three hours, seven days a week. Yep. When it, you know, <laughs> so there's a fine line there, I think. But no, yes, discipline is important. <laughs> discipline is important. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, do you have a time when you have to go? Nope. Okay, I didn't know. You can talk all day sure. long. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. No, we're good. Okay, cool. Uh, so I wanted to dive into time management. So Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> my weakness. My weakness. He's bringing up my kryptonite. <laughs> so you obviously have a super busy life. Yes. How do you uh, and I how don't. are you going to manage time I to don't. be able to spend time with your family and all these athletes <laughs> and everything else? I don't. And your I don't, friends. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anybody asks me, how do you do it all? I say, I don't know. I really don't. Okay, I do. Let's take a step back. I set my priorities. And at the top of my list is my family, 100%. If I'm getting to the point where I'm working to where I do not have time in the evening for my son and my husband, then I've got to change something. Because at the end of the day, they are going to be what's there for me, not my business. And it sounds bad. Love my, I hate calling them clients. Can we back why? I hate calling them clients. I, I want to, they're my athletes. Even those lifestyle clients I'm air quoting you guys can't see me air quoting <laughs> clients they're my athletes I, I or or my friends I hate calling them clients because I don't I know it's a business but I don't want to see them as just my client I'm mm -hmm. building a it's relationship yeah, yeah I'm building a relationship for you mm -hmm. look not for you with you I see you more as a client and so I don't want to you you deserve something better than a client label anyway I'm getting on a tangent um <laughs> but it it Jordan and Mav are who is going to be there for me at the end of the day. God's mm -hmm. who's going to be there for me at the end of the day. If it gets to the point where I am not able to put forth time to spend with them, then I've got to change something. So I set my priorities and, you know, I've made a list and I schedule my day out. It's I actually just had this conversation with another teacher yesterday. We were talking about, she's another mom and she was talking about how she feels like she's not as intentional with her kids, which is true because if we don't set aside strict time for them. It's, for kids at home? Yeah, for kids right. at home. We, When we get home, we've got a laundry list of crap that we've got to get done. And if mm -hmm. we're not intentionally setting aside an hour where we're spending with them, the night gets away with us. And next thing we know, it's, it's bath time, it's bedtime. We spent no time with them. So I, this, at first I was kind of against it, but now I'm scheduling my day by the hour. It sounds really type A. <laughs> But it's, it, it's true. And it helps me because like, again, we talk about social media. Social media is important when you're promoting your business, as you know. So I've even like scheduled out 30 minutes to an hour every day where I'm focusing on social media mm -hmm. so that when I get to that evening portion, I'm done with my in-person training. I'm done with my online training. I'm done with my work for the day. I am putting my phone away and I'm spending it with my son and my husband. Mm -hmm. The dishes can wait sometimes. The laundry can wait sometimes. Sweeping the floor can wait sometimes. You know, you don't, yeah. time is precious and you don't get that back. And I finally 
had to come to the conclusion with that. Cause when I started taking on clients again, when I was teaching at the same time, Jordan would be on my butt because I'd be on my phone in the evening. And he's mm-hmm. like, set it down. And at first it irritated me. I was like, well, I'm trying to respond to clients. And he goes, mm-hmm. your mouth's trying to play with you. Like it's it. And, and it, I realized, holy crap. Cause he, mom, put your phone down. Mm-hmm. And that broke my heart. So I had to make a change and set your priorities Yep. Schedule things out. What is really important, truly important, is a clean house really as important as time that you get with your loved ones. You know what I mean? Some would argue. Oh, <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's have this. <laughs> well, uh, no, well, that's, I, think, I think exactly what you're saying is like spot on. And especially like being able to do it all. Like you want to talk about scheduling your day. Like Monday through Friday, my days are usually scheduled in 15 minute increments mm. to the point where like. Going to the bathroom at 10, 15. Like I, I do, I have walks, so I make sure cause I sit a lot. And so I oh, sit, yeah. I, like the, I usually, my, my computer's right here and I'll stand and get up down yeah. here. But at the top of every hour, I remind myself and I go walk around shift. I do a lap. And then usually when I'm doing that, I'm on my phone doing something to like walk around. Mm. And so I'm either like looking something up or doing something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got to the point where like now, like if you call me, I'm probably not going to answer it Yeah. because I have scheduled time. So in the mornings is my, um, like my like sales time. Yeah. So it's me to find new leads. And I, I'm not going to, I don't want to say I'm not going to care about my cur- current clients right then, Yeah. but it's me like doing outbound or trying to find, you know, other, other people that are interested in working with me. Mm-hmm. And that happens until like noon. And then the rest of my day is like scheduled out for all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know, I have weekly meetings that are all different. Um, and I feel like that has helped so much because yeah. especially like when there's so much to do, like I'm sure, you know, like you have to find a way to like say right now, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So then you're intentional with what you're doing too, yep. because if you have too much to do, you know, kind of what you're saying is like throughout the day, if you're not scheduled out really well in the evening time, you're going to feel like you didn't get enough done yep. during the day that you feel you kind of have to like help it. And so like, there's like some days when I leave here at five to go to the gym, I just leave my laptop here. Yeah. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm, I got enough done. Yeah. It can wait till tomorrow. Yes. I don't have to get it done. Yeah. But I have to be able to have that schedule that allows me to get through everything. Yes. And then in the evenings, you know, being able to spend time with Alicia and stuff yes. and just hang out. You need to give people need to start giving themselves more grace. Yep. Yeah. I like that. No, it's uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Fifteen minute in- increments. Maybe I need to start doing that. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. I mean, it's fifteen minute increments, but like sometimes there's like forty five minute blocks. Oh, gotcha. So okay. it's like for this fifteen minutes, I'm doing this because yeah. it's going to take me longer than fifteen minutes. I've also started a new thing where throughout the day, if stuff happens, if it takes me two minutes or less, it gets done right then. If it's five minutes or more, I started scheduling it. Yeah. And then if it's longer than that, then it's like somewhere deep into my schedule. Yeah. That's kind of, I've done that. I saw it on social media. I saw that too. I've, Mm -hmm. I've done that without realizing I was doing that. Cause like I wasn't (laughs) when I'm at school, being a teacher is wild. Those of you that are not (laughs) teaching, it's freaking wild. And then throw in being a PE teacher at a very large district, my mm-hmm. class sizes range from 40 to 50 kids. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Isn't it insane? <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that. So when I wow. literally say my head is on a swivel, it's on a swivel. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. But I've got, you know. It <laughs> well, how, many, how, how big are the class sizes at the other middle school? The same. Well, okay, so elective classes are larger than core classes because okay. they're kind of limited. So, yeah. like, your math, English, science. Uh, 20 to is Derby know. getting that big that <sighs> is crazy and we're building a new housing 
district housing development close to Derby North. Oh, really? Yeah. North, north of Derby, north, close to the base. Like between the base? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because uh, I saw those duplexes go up by the uh-huh. park. Uh-huh. That's wild. I'm getting out at a good time. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love my kids. And yeah, it's going to be 100 people in the class. <laughs> I thrive in chaos. And I think that's why teaching PE was such a good fit for me. Because I am not stopping. There's not a moment I can breathe unless I'm going to the bathroom. And that's while they're doing their warmups. Like it's literally like, oh my gosh, I come into the classroom and it's good morning, Ms. Jenkins. What are we doing today? Blah, blah, blah. Answer emails, have to do a write-up because these kids have behavioral issues, you know, responding to more emails, getting on the walkie because there's a student that needed to be escorted. Yeah, yada, yada. It's like bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. I'm never getting to relax. Um, so it's, yeah, it's going to be different changing. Where was I going with that? I don't know why I was talking about that. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't know. I started talking and then I realized, <laughs> where? what was the point I was trying to make with that? Sometimes I, I start know. a sentence and I just don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love it. This is my brain. <laughs> Y'all want to take a ride. You guys are seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> out, yeah. <laughs> out in the open for y'all. I love it. So when it, what's uh what's your plan for competing? Um, I'm working towards nationals right now. <clears throat> it's been hard. Um, I have this hasn't been I haven't said this I have yet to register for nationals, mm-hmm. and right now my plan I'm registering for WRPF nationals. There has been a whole big thing that came out a few months ago with USPA. We don't have to get in the nitty gritty of that because that's a whole different conversation. Um, But I'm still a part of USPA and I'm proud to be because I love the Kansas representatives for USPA. And that's who I look to. And they have their, their, their genuine great character. Like they're good, honest people and they don't deserve, not that they don't deserve, but like if you want to make a change, you have to create the change. Mm-hmm. So if you leave, that's fi- that's fine. If that's good for your mental health and that's what you need to do, by all means, respect you. That's great. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I'm i going to stay and I'm going to help make the change. Um, with timeline wise, that's why I've changed to WRPF. There's other things going on. Um, I was originally going to do USPA nationals. I'm still kind of teetering with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would love to go to nationals. There's other things that are going on. We're also trying to have a second baby. Mm. I need to put myself first because I think with this beginning of the business, I've been putting myself on the back burner because I was lifting five to six days a week. And now I've teetered it back to four and that's, which is fine. You do you again, I'm going to like reinstate. It is recommended that you work out three days a week for 30 minutes. That's all you need to do in order. Not, I shouldn't say that's all you need to do. You Mm. know, be good in the kitchen, X, Y, and Z on top of all that. But like people think they need to go work out six to seven days a week. You don't have to do that. Um, And I've slowly started to put myself on the back burner. So when I get asked about nationals, I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My, I hope my coach doesn't hear this. And is like, really Maddie? It's like, I know I'm focusing on it. I'm proud of it. I'm also trying to change my mindset and be more, filled with gratitude rather than being devastated when I air quote fail Mm -hmm. a lift it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm (laughs) doing. 
<laughs> I would love to compete at nationals. I went on a whole tangent just yeah. now. Just to, I would love to compete at nationals. I have qualified for nationals in two mm -hmm. different weight classes. And I would love to go compete and be on a national level, on a national stage. Are you going to keep going? Like, so let's say you do nationals this year. Mm -hmm. Are you going to keep going after that? Or what do you think? Are you just trying to make <laughs> get to a national? So we want to try and have our second baby. And uh, the plan was to wait until after I compete for nationals. And then we'll start trying. Mm -hmm. But we'll see where I end up at nationals. Because if we get to the point where I can get on a pro level, we'll see about that. I don't know. That's a whole other. I'm I'm <laughs> literally along for the ride. Awesome. I'm putting the work in and, you know, it's been really cool because the new block that I've been in is not about how much weight I'm lifting. It's about execution and I'm working nice. on those weaknesses and it's it's been fun. It's been different. I've really been enjoying it and I like it a lot. So I've been trying to just enjoy and lift with gratitude and live with gratitude and just be like, you know, whatever this, wherever God takes me. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is where you want me to go. Sure. All right. Strap in the seatbelt and here we go. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> yeah. Um, so what is your, uh, basically like you're starting a new business mm -hmm. and everything. What, what has been the process to get, to get kicked off, to be ready for summer? What are you doing? <clears throat> So first, I'm trying to finish everything I need to finish before getting out of school because I'm currently still going through with my master's program, master's slash bachelor's in education, because in order to be a teacher, even though with a low pay grade, we are required to have a uh, education degree. And I have a exercise science degree. And so that's why I was going through the schooling. And on top of that, I was going to get my master's. Well, you know, obviously I'm changing my plan. I'm still finishing out the semester because I'm paying for the school. So, mm -hmm. and that way, you know, God forbid something were to happen. I can go back into teaching if I need to. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm finishing that. I'm trying to finish the school year. I'm trying to go into every day at school and soak it all up because I won't get it back. I won't get it back with those kids. I I'm not going to lie. It's been really hard because there's some days where they just tick me off and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I want to walk out of this building so bad. But mm -hmm. I don't because I have limited time there. I'm not going to be back there next year, hopefully, ever. Um, not hopefully, I should say hopefully. I will be back in the building. I'm going to keep my sub license because nice. I can't stay away from those kids. Like I love yeah. forming those relationships and um, it, it has helped me grow my athletes because I knew them as students. Mm -hmm. So I've already been in contact with the weights coach at Derby North that I work with. And he's like, whenever you want to pop in. And so I'm going to continue to do that, obviously. But I'm getting, uh, you know, packages set up, processes set up, which you know about. I want to thank my mentor, Kate Jones. I still call her my mentor. She was my business <laughs> coach a year ago when I attempted to get this started mm -hmm. as I was going through everything and beyond under the sun. And she always told me like, whenever you're ready to resign from teaching, you are gonna be phenomenal at what you do. And at that point in time, I was so very self-critical. I was going through postpartum, fresh with a baby. I was going through my first year of my master's program. I was starting my first year teaching. I was, and I decided to hire a business coach and that was, <laughs> but I'm incredibly thankful for that because I have still taken every lesson that she taught me now and I'm able to actually input it now and implement it now. And that's, that's what I'm doing, setting up 
um, payment software, scheduling software. We're, you know, getting the home gym set up. Um, we got the brand created. Should I, can I say the brand name? Nope. Well, okay. So our, we're, can <laughs> it's, I was MJ training <laughs> and, uh, Jordan and I, after some long discussion, it, we are now grit and grace G and G. Nice. Love it. it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I love it too. Those are the two things I stand by, you know, you got to give yourself grace, but even if you want to be successful, you got to have a little bit of grit. So, uh, the brand name's great and grace. So it, I'm, I'm being overly specific about my processes and like getting things set up before I market, which my, the software guy finally told me today, he goes, why don't you just launch like not launch but like break the news now make everyone aware of it you could start posting about it and then when we are ready to launch hopefully by may 1st uh you're you're ready to launch and everybody's been waiting and and you kind of get i was like Mm -hmm. okay yeah i can get that i'm for some reason in my head i'm like i have to have everything lined up and perfect before i launch yeah but like you just said, no one's got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. There's never, never the, going to be perfect. No, it's never going to be perfect. <laughs> so why am I waiting? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's also because I'm trying to prevent myself from becoming so overwhelmed because I know I'm going to be, mm-hmm. I already am. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, it's, I'm, I'm trying to several meetings with my poor accountant. I've, I actually just called her <laughs> before coming in here. Cause I'm like, we need to meet again. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> <laughs> just you know it's just i'm yeah. i'm over analyzing everything i want to do it right mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of i don't know if that that's answered great. your question at all what we're yeah, doing no, but. absolutely i love it yeah sweet yeah that's very cool so what do you what would you urge people listening um what what should they be doing with their 24 setting your priorities and doing what makes you truly happy so how i I can go into this, how I finally came to the realization that I needed, not needed, but it was ready to resign from teaching is talk to you about a job opportunity. And when that happened, I was at school during my, I remember this, it was during my third hour and I got this like emotion filling me up. Like, and I don't mean to keep bringing religion into this, but like God was like, this is your time. Mm-hmm. And I, I started tearing up a little bit. I had to kind of like step aside because I realized I need to do this. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not truly happy where I'm at and I'm not able to give a hundred percent to the people I want to give a hundred percent to. I'm only giving them so much of me and I'm ready to give myself fully. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, I started taking the steps and I made a list. I started right rating what truly makes me happy besides my family at the top of that list was programming and uh, being there for others, helping others achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, the list goes down from there and I showed it to Jordan and he was like, okay, what do we need to do to get the ball rolling? And so that's how it started. So if you are sitting right now and you are not happy in what you're doing, you can make the change. I highly encourage you to write out, make a list. What truly makes you happy? What do you truly look forward to doing? Make that list, look at it. What change can you make to be able to do those things every day? Mm-hmm. Because if you're, like you said, you're sitting that nine to five and you're not, you're like, I'm just here because I have to be here. What 
why? We only get this life once. Why do you want to spend it doing things that are mediocre and that don't truly make you happy? You're going to look back and regret it. Some people don't. Some people are like, you know what? I'm comfy and that's where I like to be. Perfect. Good for Mm -hmm. you. That's awesome. Fully support you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Me? No, can't. I I can't do that. Yep. You know, so that's what I recommend. And it sounds simple, but it's hard. It's going to be emotional for you. If it's not emotional for you, then maybe a change isn't needed. But Mm -hmm. if it is emotional for you and it makes you really look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what am I doing? Then maybe you need to make a change. Yeah. And then from, and then if you ask, how do I make that change? Things kind of just fall into place. Kind of crazy to think about. Like it, Mm -hmm. you, I feel like we don't take a step back sometimes. I actually, I, I made a post about this and I texted Jordan when I went to, I had an appointment with my OB a few days ago. And I drove back past our old duplex that Jordan and I first lived in together. And we had Mav in together. And I was like, it's been two years since we've been in that place. And it doesn't, like, it it doesn't seem like it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy to think of who we were in that duplex compared to where we are now and how things just kind of fall fall into place. Because we were at a point when we moved out of that duplex just because it, we weren't comfortable being in it because we just had Mav, you know, and we were ready to have our own house. So we moved in with our in my in-laws for a year. Mm-hmm. That's when I didn't have a job. Like it was, it was, we were at a rough time. We were at, we yeah. were at a low point and he was looking for better paying jobs, better jobs. Cause he wasn't happy where he was at. And things just kind of fell into place. I remember the day he came home after a job fair with Learjet and he, he, I was holding Mav. I put him, I put him, he was napping and we were in the recliner and he looked at me. He's like, I got the job and I bawled because I it was, it. we've been praying for it. We've been waiting for it and everything mm-hmm. just kind of falls into place. You got to just yep. trust and not just the process. If you're religious, trust in God's timing. If you're not religious, trust in the process, trust in manifesting. I mean, it's, it's, you can't control everything. So once you finally take back the reins and you focus on what you can control, that's when things I think kind of fall into place. But if you try to hyper focus and hyper control (laughs) every little thing, nothing's going to fall into place the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So I think I started, I I love that because I feel like also once you start putting something out into the universe or whatever, Mm -hmm. and like, and actually it's not just a thought that's in your brain that no one's hearing. Yeah. Once you start putting it out there, I feel like stuff just starts falling a lot quicker than than what it's, I don't want to say supposed to, but like just seems like it's just like, well, why, how did this happen so quickly? Yeah. Like everything just moves so fast. Trust yourself. So, yeah. I feel like so many of us, and that's where social media comes into play because we have these labels, these stereotypes. I could never do that. That's not, I can never, why not? Yeah. Like why, why not? Why can't you I ever do the, that? You yep. know what I mean? Whenever I went to the commitment summit, uh, what's his name? Um, Damon John spoke, one of the sharks. Okay. And his mom, and he's like a billionaire now, like huge fubu, you know, everything. He told a story about how his mom living in Brooklyn, he'd see planes and he'd see all these things and he'd be like, wow, can't believe like how planes are made. Like, that's just crazy to yeah. think that someone owns this company that created this plane or did whatever, or, like sees a really nice car. And he's like, I can't believe that guy's driving that kind of car. And then his mom would like look at him and I forget the exact quote, but it's something along the lines of like, you know, if like, why not you? Yeah. Like someone's going to do it. Why can't it be you? Yeah. It makes no sense. And that's like where imposter syndrome and everything goes oh in. Oh my god! But like once you start understanding that no one has it figured out. Yeah. Because I used to work around celebrities and stuff on TV shows. Uh-huh. And you would think like these people just have it figured out. And I'm like, no, they don't. I've talked to them. I've yeah. talked to hosts of TV shows that people watch. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like looking at their life and I'm like, 
your life sucks. And this, I don't want to do that. Like, oh. I don't, I don't want to live the life that you're living because you have this like impression that if you're on TV and you're the host of a show, yeah. that you know, you're killing it and you have all this. And it's like, no, their life, they're not happy with, uh, I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. But the people, some of the people yeah. I've seen, that's how it is. And I'll tell people that story and they're like, man, maybe I don't, like, maybe I don't need to like look up to these people yes. as much and think like everyone has it figured out. And I'm yeah. like, like what you're doing is exactly what everyone else is doing. Yeah. I've talked to people that are, you know, around here like in shift that are millionaires mm-hmm. and they're freaking killing it they have a thousand cars or whatever they're doing and like you talk to them how they're how they made their money or whatever and they just fell into it yeah the youtube channel i worked for they just fell into it like <laughs> they just happened to start doing it they figured something out and they just kept going and yeah. like even then when they had two million subscribers and brought me on to help like they still didn't know what the hell they were doing yeah but they had a ton of people watching that like i don't want to say they didn't know what they're doing they had a really well-oiled system that was going but it was every day was something like different yeah and there wasn't necessarily like a i don't know how to put it like an executable like understanding of like the next five years mm-hmm. or you know what i mean like a you would think a corporation or something would look like and they I, didn't have a blueprint written exactly. on or anything. yeah yeah like and then like this exact method of how this is going to work mm-hmm. and then it, you know and i think once people start understanding that then they can also give themselves to like realize that they can also do it mm-hmm. um but yeah life moves really fast oh my god Cause like I, I like you bringing up that I saw your post like the two years thing, mm-hmm. and I started thinking about how like December thirtieth, twenty twenty one is like mm-hmm. when I left law enforcement, yeah, for good. And then in January of the next month, I started with Urban Cool as the marketing director, yeah. Um, and then quickly realized that like I'm not fit to work for someone else, even though Steve was amazing and like yeah, I got to do whatever I wanted because I was like producing results for him, and so he's like, I trust you, you know, do it. And then I wasn't even there a full year. September rolls around and then I leave and start this company. Yeah. Because I got the chance to go to a seminar and actually put money back into myself to learn how marketing, like how bigger marketing agencies are doing stuff and something that I can build. And it's like, now I'm doing Wild Wolf. I'm relaunching 24 Tire. I'm doing this podcast yeah. and everything. And I'm like, it hasn't even been a full year. Yep. And I'm like, life does move really it fast. It does. Like I haven't even been out. Of, I've been out of law enforcement for a little over a year. Uh-huh. Like this last December would have been a, was a year yeah. anniversary of it. So it's crazy to think like how fast I think things can move. And we can ro- not <laughs> go avenue into like p- comparison because so many people compare themselves to other people. And yep. I think that that's important because like our timelines do not match up to anybody else's. Yep. So what your timeline may be is not going to be what someone else's timeline is. Yep. And I think that's why it's super important. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's easier. It's hard. Uh, easier to say i know i'm really mad because like patrick mahomes is younger than me and he's oh a millionaire my, stop okay jordan <laughs> literally we'll be watching an mlb game and he's like this dude is five years younger than me and making i'm like okay let's not get into this but it's hard because we have those goals set and then we see people our age reaching those goals and you're just like what am i doing wrong you're not doing anything wrong mm-hmm. you're not doing anything wrong you are exactly yep. where you're supposed to be keep doing what you're doing as long as it's making you happy now, if you're somewhere like we talked about where you're not happy and you're just stuck, make the change yep. and keep pushing forward because eventually you you will get there or you'll get somewhere else that you never thought you'd be. Like you said, like yep. it's insane to think yeah. about. That's whenever I, I heard a quote um, where someone, I don't know where I actually heard this from, but someone basically was saying like, don't compare yourself to someone's chapter 20 when you're on chapter 10. Yeah. Because like theirs is going to look way different. Yep. And what's cool is like once you get to your chapter 20, maybe you're going to be more, you know, quote unquote, more successful mm-hmm. than what their chapter 20 was. Yeah. It's just, you got to like 
kind of stay in your own lane. Yeah. Whenever I, yeah, there's a lot of growth that happens in life and it's mm-hmm. wild. Cause, and well, it's also funny cause like whenever you're younger, like you know that you have it figured out. You're like, I know this is how this works. And then you like wait until you grow a little bit and then you're like, oh, I didn't know anything. I don't think I've ever thought that in my really? entire life. Oh God, no. I'm the most self-critical well, like person. Right now, like you're starting this business yeah. and everything and you're like, okay, I need to talk to my accountant. I need to do this. Like, I'm, I don't know what the crap's going on. Like, but, but like you're making those decisions on like, based on like the, you know, life experiences you've had up yeah. to this point to be able to say, I okay, think this is I the route that saying. I need to go. Yeah. And that later in life, if you ever want to start another business, maybe you realize like the way I started that one was like, that's not what I should have done. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of what I mean. It's like not yeah. saying that you a hundred percent like confidently yeah. <laughs> like this is how I do it, but it's like, those are the decisions I made. And then obviously like if I don't like, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm no, just giving yeah, an example yeah. of like, there's a better might, yeah. way you could have approached mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm constantly, I'm so bad. I need to be better about this. I'm so <laughs> self-critical. And like, I'm constantly telling my kids, like, I can do better. I know I can do better. And I'm working to do better for you guys. And they are just looking up at me and I'm like, why? Like, I am, I'm so, ugh, I have so much more to learn. I do not see myself anywhere near what they may see me. I will never understand why. That's kind of like when I, w- I won that award, I'm like, why? <laughs> Why I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but mm-hmm. somehow it's working. But it's I'm I'm also like I like to learn a lot. So another yep. reason I'm excited to do this business is because I'm like gonna set aside time every day where I'm gonna like listen to seminars and like love it. <laughs> learn more and go get more <laughs> certifications and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I wanna know more. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because I used to I mean, I used to be weird and I talked about this on another podcast of like how I felt that like if you acted like you had it figured out Mm. then it was better than just like constantly being a student and now I'm realizing that if you're constantly a student like that's the way to go because like everything like you constantly need to be learning taking on new experiences and stuff and like you got to be able to say like this is how like at a certain point you got to say like I know what I'm doing but also like I need I'm going to constantly learn and like make sure I'm humbling myself to stay better as well. I think that's what it is. I know what I'm doing, but I know I have more to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, do you ever stop growing? No, yeah, no, you don't. If you, if you're someone that's like, nah, I'm good where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> I don't think anyone's like that. <laughs> if they are, I want to talk to them. Yeah, I, I want to get them on say, the podcast. Like, what is your life like? <laughs> yeah. Like, tell me. How, how does that work? <laughs> yeah. Do you like, do you not read books? Like how yeah. does everything just stay still for you? Time yeah. just stay still. There's no <laughs> evolving. No. It's, this is just it. Yeah. But no. And I think that's where confidence comes into play too. Mm-hmm. Because like you cannot know what the heck you're doing, but still feel confident that you will figure it out. Yeah. And that's kind of like this past meet, we had six athletes competing and I was so nervous as a coach. I, this is my third meet coaching. I've never had so many athletes in one meet. I made <laughs> a lot of freaking mistakes. And I went and I, I thanked all the referees, the judge, the referees, the spotters and loaders. And I thanked the, the meet director. I was like, thank you so much. I know I have so much. And they, they were like, you did great. Like, I don't, but it, I tried to make sure that I was holding myself with confidence for my athletes because they were mm-hmm. looking at me. And if I looked like I didn't know what the hell I was doing, they would be like, oh, you know, it's going to yeah. teeter on to them. So it's important that even if you don't think you know what you're doing, hold a little bit of confidence. You don't mm-hmm. have to be completely egotistical and be like, ah, yeah. you know, and then you do something stupid. Yeah. And then you do something real stupid, <laughs> yeah. but like have a little bit confidence. You, you are capable of more than what you think. Mm-hmm. 
I need to get that tattooed on me because I say it so much. Yeah. Or control your controllables. Oh my God. That's a good one. Quotes from Maddie. <laughs> I'm going to make a book. Every day. Oh, business idea. I'm not going to say it onto the podcast. Someone's going to steal it. Yeah. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't forget it though either. Oh no, I just pink. <laughs> I also have a million dollar business idea. Okay. And it's not that hard to execute on. Oh no. It's a really good idea. Oh no. Well, I don't know how good of an idea. I think it's a good idea. The singing toilet or something like that? No, it's like something that's like, we have to, I have to like jump on it now. But oh. I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to know how to do it. Okay. But I know it needs to happen. Like someone needs to create it, but I'm not going to say. Ah, oh, dang it. You <laughs> and me you, both, guys. I'll tell you after. Okay, sweet. Okay, never mind. I'll know, but you guys won't know. <laughs> it's going to be great. Ha ha. <laughs> so where can people, so this podcast, I'm banking 10 of them. So by the time people are listening to this, I don't know when it's going to be out. It could sweet. be June, July, whatever. How can people find you? How can they reach out if they want to do any training? First of all, it's going to be insane so. to see where I'm at. If you don't post this till July. I know. Oh my gosh. It's going to be fun. We're gonna have well, to then do, I want to have you back on do like a, a recap. year later. Yeah. Oh, like, like The Bachelor. Yeah. We do a recap <laughs> of our podcast. Oh, I'm living out my dream. Where can people find me? <laughs> <laughs> Recapping The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yeah. Where can people find, they, you can find me in my garage or at your local Derby Rec Center. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'll be. Yeah, that's all summer long. <laughs> or Derby North Middle School. If I'm not in any of those three locations, yep. I'm probably napping or at the grocery store. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Or at the yep. park because my son's obsessed with the okay. park. Um, social media, I'm Maddie J19, M-A-D-I-J19 on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Maddie Jenkins. J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Those are the two, my two main platforms. Do not add me on Snapchat. I do not use Snapchat. Middle school and high schoolers do not add me on Snapchat. <laughs> Constantly getting asked, do you have a Snapchat? Yes, but not for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will be promoting my new business, hopefully by the end of the week. And But by the time you launch this, this is gonna, my business is gonna be out. It's gonna be happening. We're grit and grace. Look for us on social media. I haven't- Do you have a website? We will be. We what, will have what one. Is it? I won't know. We don't know yet. I'm looking up domains right now. I think you should be gritandgrace.com, but I'm going to see if it's available. Okay. Right. In real time, people are going to know. Yeah. Well, no, we're, so we have a. It's taken, but we can spend $5,000 if you want to buy it. Hell no. <laughs> we're, so, okay. I should backtrack. We're going to be in the making of a website. We have a booking website where you'll, it'll be on my link tree. If you are on any of those two social media pages underneath my social media bio, we'll have my link tree, which will then Great. attach you to my bio. Um, I am like, my inbox is open. I, you don't have to like reach out to me for personal training. I love to talk. So Tyler awesome. knows this. <laughs> so if you, any like life questions, mom, I'm a mom. We barely got to talk about that. I'm, I'm oh, a mom. Yeah. Like it, I, I'm very realistic. And my, my, my kids are figuring that out. Like if you need advice sugarcoated, do not come to me, <laughs> point blank. Like it's, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna hold your hand. I'm gonna mm -hmm. tell you straight up. With love, obviously, I have multiple hats. I always ask my kids, okay, what hat am I putting on when they're like, can I ask you something? Am I putting mm -hmm. on my mom hat, teacher hat, coach hat, Maddie hat? Like what yeah. hat am I putting on? I don't know. I think it's the way you deliver. Cause like when I'm, when I'm that way, cause I'm, the, I'm, I feel like I'm also very much like, don't come to me if you want it sugarcoated, but yeah. people just call me an a-hole. Like, I don't know. I think it's just the way you deliver You it. and Jordan both. <laughs> it's the mom in me, I think. Yeah. I think. And I, the wording, it's all in the, yeah, the delivery, delivery is yeah. very important. I don't Time. know. Yeah. I try to be a 
bitch. It, it doesn't <laughs> come across that way. Is it because I'm short? Is that why they see me in person and are like, wow, she's really not that scary. And I'm like, have the traps of Thor. Just, I know they look Trap da- game. Yeah. down on me. Just, wow, you're really not that scary. I'm like, Oh man, this sucks. Um, but great. I, we will, I'll be creating, I have a, a Facebook group, grit and grace, um, Facebook and it's attached to my Facebook and we'll be making an Instagram page as well. That'll be called grit and grace. Uh, most likely grit and grace training. I'm going back and forth between grit and grace training or grit and grace coaching or just grit and grace because I don't want to add those taglines, but I know that's important for marketing. So (laughs) trying to not be so stubborn because I can be very stubborn. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I look forward to our recap. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Everybody go watch your local Bachelor Bachelorette uh, show as well. And if you want to discuss any about that, my inbox is open. I love it.